Pandemonium Reigns. Yo, family and friends, welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. I'm the co-host. That's my host. I'm Dan. He's Mike. What up? How y'all doing today? Coming at you in the middle of the week because we had a really special episode drop on Friday. Thanks to our friend Ryan Phillips dropping by again as we talked. Georgia. That was fun. Um, as, as, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, that was a lot of fun. But today, tonight, wherever you're listening, um, we're, we're going to be talking nothing but Tennessee today, y'all. Nothing but the balls. Uh, but Mike, we're going to get started with the SEC together as a whole and just kind of how the conference is going to shake down. What are the final standings going to be in our conference at the end of the season? I want to start with you. Let's 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 start in the West because I think that's we'll a little bit West. a little bit clearer of a picture. Uh, let's start in the West, um, but I want you to start at the bottom, okay? Okay, and then, and then work your way up. Who's 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 last in the West? Absolutely, um, and it's funny because I actually when I did this, I actually thought the East shook out a little bit easier for me. I felt oh, okay. a more clear about it, but we can still start with the West. I'm more than fine with that. Okay. Coming in seventh in the West, kind of breaks my heart a little bit to say this because we just have so many common hates. We have so many common enemies, but I've got the Auburn Tigers coming in seven. Um, you know, just the drama. I don't love their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I don't love everything they've lost in terms of transfers. Um, it's just – it's the Auburn Tigers at seven in the West for me. Yep. Um, and then do you want me to go ahead and run through my entire SEC West or do you want to give me your seven? Well, I'll give you my seven real quick. I also have Auburn. We're in agreement right there. I just think there's too much pressure on on Auburn as a whole and on Coach Harson as a whole. And I, I think they're going to be not necessarily one-dimensional, but they're going to lean on Tank a lot. Yeah. There's questions at quarterback. It seems like it's going to be T.J. Finley. However, with all these questions and an and unclear quarterback, knowing who your cue is, I don't like it in that gauntlet that is the West. Auburn at seven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on up to number six in the SEC West, um, I've got LSU. Um, we'll talk about LSU. We'll talk about all these teams in depth in a future episode. Just want to let you guys know that. Yeah. Um, but I've got LSU coming in sixth in the West. Um, there really is a log jam ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But I think with what they lost, with Brian Kelly adapting to the SEC – I think they come in at six. Okay. I don't hate that, especially considering all the questions that we have uh, surrounding LSU. What kind of what kind of coach is – or how well is Coach Kelly going to do uh, down there in his, in his southern accent? Um, I don't know. There's – I mean, it sounds like it's going to be uh, Jaden Daniels. But anyway, I, I put Mississippi State, and I really struggled to do that because there's things I like about – Mississippi State. I just feel like they're it's gonna come down to trying to outscore, which if you're listening to this, you're like, well, duh, that's what you do. You score more points than the team. But I mean like shooting matches. And I don't see them winning every one of those, obviously. Yeah. Um anyway, I just and and for lack of better words, there's just not a lot that I know about those guys outside of Will Rogers. So I got the mud dogs uh, at the sixth spot. I bet. Uh, I've really got a log jam here is what I've got. I've actually got Mississippi State and Ole Miss 
really close together. Um, okay. Just, I mean, I could see either one being four or five in the West. Uh, for the sake of my personal bias, I've got Ole Miss at fifth. Um, I think that it's just, it's kind of like Kentucky. You just don't win 10 games that often at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You just don't have a quarterback like Matt Corral at Ole Miss that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that Jackson Dart is Matt Corral. I also don't think that Altmire is Matt Corral. Yeah. Will they have good quarterback play? Will those guys play above their head probably? I would yep. say yes, because Lane Kiffin is kind of that guy. Yeah. Um, but when looking at the schedule overall, when thinking about how special last year was for Ole Miss and how things kind of come together for them, I don't see them repeating that just because that's not what Ole Miss is over the history of their existence. So I'm going with Ole Miss at number five. Yeah. This is the the, the part of the division where I feel like a lot of these are interchangeable. Uh, but right here, I've got LSU. Okay. Um, and – Again, a lot of questions surrounding uh, surrounding those guys. Who are they going to be? What's their identity going to be? Uh, but I, I don't know. I, again, there, a lot of these are really interchangeable. And with your comments on Ole Miss, I agree. None of those guys are Matt Corral. And I think a lot of people assumed that it was going to be Jackson Dart. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be Jackson Dart. However, if I am an, L, uh, excuse me, an Ole Miss fan – I am concerned at the loss of Levy, but I still love Lane Kiffin and his ability uh, to call plays. So, yeah. with that said, and in my next spot, I have Ole Miss. What about you? Okay. Yeah, my next spot, I've got Mississippi State finishing right there. Whether you want to say Todd for fourth in the West with Ole Miss, or maybe mm. they – they'll obviously – somebody won that game head-to-head, so maybe they win that head-to-head. Um, I've got Mississippi State at four – Okay. Perhaps, perhaps the Will Rogers hop, the Mike Leach year three at his current stop bias is getting to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I am a bit of a believer in those guys, just that combination of head coach and, and quarterback. Um, we've talked about it on our Georgia podcast with, with our, your buddy Ryan. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a, a bit, and you said it a moment ago. I don't know those guys, but I'm going to trust the veteran head coach, the, the pirate himself. Mm-hmm. and Will Rogers to come in at fourth in the West. Okay. I, I don't hate that at all. I mean, you know, I have Mississippi State lower, but I can I can very well see them finishing fourth there in that division. I think right here in the top three, at least for me, things start to become a little bit more clear. Two and three are up for debate. There's an argument there, but for the sake of conversation, I – have Arkansas at three. And the reason I gave uh, Arkansas three, and Tem- uh, this is pretty clear, Texas A&M at number two is because in that matchup, that head-to-head, it's going to be in College Station. So yeah. I, I, I'm going to give uh, the Aggies the nod there at the two spot, Razorbacks at the three spot. Uh, it sounds like we're going to have the top three in the SEC West because I've also got Texas A&M at two and Arkansas at three. I want Arkansas to shock the world. Go win a natty. Hey, be my guest. Do it. But I, I think overall I like Texas A&M's roster just a little bit. I like that head-to-head being at, uh, in College Station. I like KJ Jefferson a lot, and I like a lot of those guys a lot. Jalen mm-hmm. Catalan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got some some guys to replace, but they either brought in transfers and they've recruited fairly well. Um, I think Pittman's a real genuine dude that won't have any trouble in the long haul staying mm-hmm. in the in the ballpark where you need to be at recruiting. But sounds like we're going to have the same top three, and I've got 
A&M probably about a game, maybe two games better than Arky when we get to the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. And and don't get me wrong, I will not be surprised at all if Arkansas goes into College Station and wins that game. They are yeah. more than capable of doing it. They have the defense. They have the quarterback play. They're saying, hey, it's going to be really easy to reload from uh, Traylon Burks. I'm like, what? Uh, they do. Yeah. Have, they do have Hazelwood coming in from Oklahoma. A lot of things. Listen, if I'm Arkansas, I'm like, "Woo, pig, baby, let's go." <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, with that said, so that obviously shakes out the West because you and I now both have Bama at the top. I don't. We've both said it. Nobody's beating Bama. We don't have yeah. anybody beating Bama. So mm-hmm. anyway, that closes, undefeated. Yeah, that closes out the West. Let's talk the East. I in the ten spot. I didn't know. Did you know this? There's 10 spots in the East, and Vanderbilt has found their way to the 10th spot. Nobody's in ninth. Nobody's in eighth. Nobody's in seventh. All right. Those, those are just empty, but Vanderbilt has fallen somehow to the 10th spot. Anyway, That's I got crazy. Those, <laughs> I got those guys at the bottom. What about you? Yeah, they're at the bottom. Um, just for fun on my list, I wrote Vandy Boys because that's what they refer to their baseball team as. And I oh, think that's the most gosh. ridiculous name in any sport title. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So the Vandy boys are going to look like boys quite often this season. They're coming in seventh in the East. Or like you said, 10th. There you go. Let's go ahead and pencil in uh, Texas and Oklahoma to fill in the gaps somewhere. You know what I mean? (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Right above them, I have Missouri. I I don't see how – I think this – I think the six and seven spot for the East is just crystal clear in my opinion. Missouri Tigers, number six. You – Missouri Tigers. Um, I'm looking at their schedule. They've had easier uh, schedules for sure. They play a tough Kansas State team. Not that that's going to impact their SEC finish, but man, what a year to play Kansas State. That almost feels like a Tennessee schedule game right there for them because Kansas State's got some guys coming back, and I'm a big fan of their coach. Yeah, can't pronounce his name, but I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> it, I don't know. It trips me up. The I and the E. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, gets me no doubt. Uh, props to Missouri and Kansas State for renewing some Big 12 old traditional rivalries. Thank you for keeping the sport alive. 100%. In the five spots, I've got the Game Kakalikes. We're going to have the same list for the Are East because I've got the Gamecocks as it. well, man. I've got the Gamecocks taking a step back. They're in the five spot for me. Don't care what they brought in. We'll get to them later. They're going to finish in the five spot for me. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna piggyback off that just for a second. I really don't care. I don't I don't care that your name is Spencer Rattler, and I don't care what your tight end's name that also came from Oklahoma. This ain't Norman. This is Columbia, South Carolina. There's a part of me that just wants to say, listen, you are who you are, and we're really close to that as Tennessee fans. But you know what, South Carolina, I think you are who you are. This is not Norman. You Spencer is not surrounded by all these athletes that he had. No, no, Norman, no. And he lost the job. He lost the job to a really good quarterback in Caleb Williams. But anyway, I got those dudes fifth. Fourth is where things really, I'll be honest with you, where things really started to get weird and iffy for me. All right. But I put the Gators. I got the Gators there, and I couldn't have been more happy to do it. Woo! And we may have the same list. I, I promise you listeners, there's been no collusion on this list. We literally <laughs> – we put these lists together over about 15 or 20 minutes before we jumped on here. Yeah. There's been no collusion. No, I've got the Florida Gators at, at four. Um, when I look at their schedule, I see where that six and six talk is really about because yep. like other teams out there, 
they're playing a bit of a tougher schedule mm -hmm. than they're notable for. I mean, mm -hmm. even though they're hosting Utah, they don't play preseason games like or preseason early season games like Utah. Yeah. And for me, it's going to be a lot about momentum for them. And there's a really good chance that they start off with some negative momentum playing Utah and Kentucky so early. Yeah. But yeah, they're in the four spot for me. Got to hope they fall to further than that, but they're in the four spot for me for, at this point. Hey, no doubt, no doubt. And so with that said, and I'm going to piggyback and give you the three spot for, for myself here. I put Kentucky. And the reason I gave Kentucky the nod over Florida is just because there's, I feel like we've said this about LSU. I feel like we've said this about Ole Miss. There's just a lot of question marks regarding the things going on in Gainesville, Florida. What kind of coach is Napier going to be down there? Starting to recruit better, uh, but they've lost their backup quarterback. So it is the, show, the load is primarily on Anthony, Anthony Richardson at this point, and they are putting a ton of, of pressure on that guy. But anyway, with that said, I like, I just like Kentucky way better. The consistency in the program, the depth there, I like it all more than I do Florida. What say you at the three spot? Pretty sure we're going to have the same list. We're going to have the Kentucky same list. At three. Kentucky at three. Um, yeah, I like the stability uh, of Stoops. Even the stability of Will Levis, we've kind of bashed the guy a little bit on, on our show. But, I mean, if he can stop those turnovers a little bit more than he did last year, and if they can find a committee or a guy to break out and give us something that looks like uh, Wondell Robinson, mm -hmm. they're going to beat Florida in week two. And I think the road is going to be easily paved for them to finish third or above in the East. And I've got them at three um, for some of those same reasons, oddly enough, but I've got them at three in the East. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Which leads us to the balls at the two spot, which we've already spent a lot of time talking about Tennessee because that's who we bleed. We bleed the orange. Uh, but I have them essentially at the two spot just because I don't see us beating Georgia. I do think we're going to get into a dogfight with Kentucky. I do think do think things can get nasty with Florida. Um, USC, you know what? Depends on what day I woke up that morning. Do they worry me? Do they not? Uh, as of right now, they do not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, with that with that said, Florida feels like a roller coaster, and I feel like if we can we can get that Florida win. Things are going to tr uh, continue to trend very well for us. And we'll take a lot of momentum into Lex Lexington. Uh, the, the game in Baton Rouge versus LSU concerns me and that could affect us overall in the East. Uh, but as for right now, I'm going to, I'm going to stick us at number two. We don't have the same list. I, I have us beating Georgia. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's what I want. I really do. I don't, I'm not going to be a hot tech guy. I'm going to tell you how I feel, and I feel like Georgia's going to win the East. They're going to lose Alabama and Atlanta. Yep. Tennessee's going to be second in the East. Agreed. Um, and, you know, I still feel good about that. Eight and four, nine and three, ten and two being the ceiling. I still feel good about that ballpark. Things mm -hmm. could go worse. I don't see that happening with the group of guys coming back. I've got Tennessee at two and Georgia at one. There you go. There you go. So that rounds out our conference standings for the 22 season. Uh, we think the top is pretty crystal clear. Uh, at the end of the day, the only thing that the national media is going to be talking about is Alabama and Georgia. But if you're a Vols fan, we got us two in the East. So we're going to take a second here. And we're going to talk about maybe how Tennessee falls into that second spot into the East, and we're going to rank the, the games of difficulty, the most difficult games from le uh, least difficult to most difficult on the Vols schedule so the bottom feeders this should be this should be easy Let, let's see if we agree here I'm just going to give you my bottom three 
Easiest, UT Martin. Second easiest, Akron. Third easiest, Ball State. No dispute. Absolutely. Uh, okay, let's let's see if we continue to land in agreement. Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt. Then Missouri? Then Missouri, yep. Okay, next I have South Carolina. That puts us at the one, two, three, four, five, sixth most difficult game. You agree? On paper, on paper as of today, I agree. Okay, all right. So no differences there. The fifth most difficult game for me is Florida. I'm torn here. Um, yeah. I'm torn between Florida and LSU, mm-hmm. but but because of LSU having the more recent success overall in the sport, I think recruiting a little bit better. Dan Mullen's recruiting is part of why he's not there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Florida ahead of LSU in terms of difficulty. Could okay. be a very tough game. They have players to make it tough, but yes. Okay. It's going to okay. be Florida a little bit easier than LSU, if for no other reason than where the game's going to be played. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I was actually uh, incorrect. South Carolina is the seventh most difficult game, not the sixth. For for myself, it's it's Florida number six. And then at the five, fifth most difficult game for us, I have Pitt. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Pitt, too. Um, I'm not just trying to agree with you. I just think there's too many reasons why that makes sense. It's on the road. They have a pretty nasty defense that we've heard about, especially up front. Yep. Um, they're expected to be able to run the ball, yep. which could obviously soften the blow of losing Addison and Pickett and the OC. So, yeah, I'm going to go Pitt um, and then not to jump the gun, but they're ahead of Kentucky for me, Kentucky following Pitt. Um, Kentucky being – sorry, Pitt being a more difficult game. Oh, than, okay. Um, yeah. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what concerns me in this in this moment about Pittsburgh is, you know, Narduzzi did say what he said about his old offense coordinator, but they went out and got a dude who put up some numbers. <clears throat> I believe he came comes from Boston College, and yeah. I, if I remember right, they were the third best offense overall in the country last year. So, ugh, but you know what? You don't have Kenny Pickett anymore, and every quarterback you have on the roster is not Kenny Pickett. And it yeah. sounds like Slovis is not going to be your starter transfer from USC. Uh, news coming out of there so <laughs> you know what bring it on yeah bring it on uh after Pitt, the fourth most difficult game for me is lsu large in part because it's in baton rouge don't like it yeah i'm with you on that um i believe i had lsu a little bit more difficult than florida a moment ago what i was trying to say before i tangle my words together so well a moment ago is that i have kentucky in this spot Um, I just think they're a more complete roster. You know, the trenches are probably more solid on both sides of the ball, a little bit more so than Pitt. Mm. Um, And they return their quarterback. Yeah, They don't return, you know, some of the other guys, but they return their quarterback who's getting a lot of hop. They return Mm -hmm. the two running backs that have been there for 47 and a half years. Um, That's where Kentucky falls for me. Despite it being at home, that's where they're going to land for me. Agreed. Yeah, I I don't hate that at all, which is – which I have Kentucky at the third spot. Uh, the depth, the consistency there. Uh, Will Levi, Will Levis, however you say his dang name, uh, returning at Q for them. But they do lo- lose uh, Wondell Robinson. Needless to say, I think that's a little bit more tougher than LSU just because of the pressure that Tennessee is going to be facing going into that game, potentially looking at second in the East. That game could come down to second in the East. Some people think it's going to come down to first in the East. I think you're crazy. However, yeah. a lot of pressure. 
going into that. By the time we get to LSU, things are, are starting to be pieced together. By the time we get yeah. to Kentucky, we're going to have a more laid out picture. And I think there's going to be a lot of pressure. Both teams are going to be playing for a lot. Neither one of us are going to be playing, you know, just to really just try to disrupt the other team's season. Kentucky, Tennessee are going to be coming into that game with a lot to lose. Certainly. And I think Kentucky's going to be fired up all year long because of this whole basketball school thing and and all the garbage surrounding that. Um, yep. Coach Calipari being the child that he is, Barnhart, the AD, making the weird remarks that he is. I think they're going to be together all season long, very fired up. And, you know, I, I think they have a, a very high ceiling, but we'll have to work through some things to get there for sure. Yep, yep. Hey, let's land this plane on on this topic because I think you and I are going to be in agreement here. I got Georgia second, and I got Bama first. That's the way I feel as well. And and it comes down to Georgia being in that reload position for not the first time, but the first time after a season like they had last year where mm-hmm. either things went their way or they forced things to go their way because of the dudes that they had. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like your buddy talked about, like Ryan told us, that leadership could be interesting. Um, Alabama's leadership is decided, man. I mean, yep. it, it's decided on offense and defense. And, yes, Stetson's back. Yeah, some of those guys are back on defense. But Georgia's a little bit more doable if you want to get into that hot take and prediction level of who could Tennessee upset. Agreed. Even though that we even though we play the dogs in Athens and we host Bama, just don't see it shaking out any different. Um, if Alabama and Georgia, which pretty confident they will end up in Atlanta, I don't know that Georgia's just going to have the pieces to hang this time around. Yeah. That, that in my mind, could get ugly. It could. Uh, it really Rumor on the street or the boys in, in Tuscaloosa are pissed. So, yeah, uh, I don't like that. But uh, the c- most concerns here for me as a Tennessee fan, really Kentucky, LSU, Pitt, Florida, that mid-third to what would that be, sixth overall uh, yeah. in, in, in difficulty. But anyway, so you had some comments as we round up that conversation that you wanted to make about Brew McCoy. What has got you brewing <laughs> – um, Brew McCoy. Talk to me. What's I'm, up? I'm, I'm glad you made me laugh because this situation really, really fires me up. Um, we've warned everyone that I'm an angry person. I've not really left that out yet. Bring but it on. When I think about this Brew McCoy situation, now, granted, I'm not deeming him innocent, nor am I deeming him guilty in the situation with the ex-girlfriend, the situation that occurred at USC. There were talks that he would no longer be allowed to participate in sport events at USC. Like that's how they felt about the situation. Mm-hmm. That's fine. He's no longer there though. Tennessee, when they decided to take him as a transfer, obviously had in mind that he could participate in sporting events. They didn't take him to have him as a bench warmer, or have him as a practice toy. They had him to play in games. Mm-hmm. So, and I understand as well that there's a transition at USC where, Lincoln Riley was not there when this occurred, when Brew McCoy signed there. He wasn't there at that time. Right. But you know what Lincoln Riley didn't have any issue with doing a season and offseason ago? Mm. He didn't have any issue taking the transfers of Key Lawrence, Wanye yep. Morris, yep. Eric Gray. Yep. He's he's a guy that's wide open to taking transfers. They went out and they got Jordan Addison completely by the rules and by the regulations. Oh, no yeah. Tampering. Oh, yeah. So they can take transfers from anybody, anytime. But – the, the rumors on the street is that the school, USC, is holding up this process with Brew. My guys, he's not there anymore. Yep. The district, the DA in Los Angeles decided not to press charges, I believe, was the end result of the situation with his ex-girlfriend. 
So yeah, you're innocent to your proven guilty. I'm not calling him either one, mm -hmm. but if charges were not pressed, how are you going to hold the kid and, and say he can't play in sporting events? He's not even at your school anymore. Yeah. How is he a risk to just play in games? The, the truth is if he's a risk, he's already on Tennessee's campus, whether he plays in games or not, doesn't up or increase or decrease that risk. So stop whining and complaining that you don't have the kid anymore. You guys don't mind taking transfer from anybody, whether you're at USC, whether Lincoln's at Oklahoma. I mean, heck, he brought his quarterback with him from Oklahoma. I think if I was an Oklahoma fan, I would be hot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just like, just like if I was, if there are such things as Louisiana fans out there, I'd be pretty hot at what Napier took to Florida with him. I mean, they have a transfer running back that was pretty good down there as a mm -hmm. freshman. They have a, a, a offensive guard who's getting all SEC honors at this point when his competition level was at Louisiana, mm -hmm. whatever. I'd be pretty hot if I was an Oklahoma fan because you just left town for an easy job. You took your quarterback with you. I'm sure there were other transfers there as well. But now USC is going to make a, a big deal, an example out of Brew McCoy when he's not even there anymore. Mm -hmm. Give me a break. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I smell a double standard is exactly what I smell. Uh, talk about bogus. And I think this really is boiling down to – you know what, the, the transfers being able to get into USC and Oklahoma without any issues, it just makes for great conversation in ESPN, in the national media. But you know what, it doesn't create a lot of buzz when a Brew McCoy transfers to a Tennessee. You know yeah. what, I, I think it comes down to, you know what, there's just people out there who love to hate us. Yeah. And, I mean, all USC's ever done, there's been no taking from Tennessee of USC. Mm -hmm. USC took Lane Kiffin after his first season of, of, at Tennessee. I mean, you guys are trying to build back. I understand that. But if you weren't going to let Brew play there, you really don't have any grounds to stand on letting him play elsewhere. So drop it. Let's get it settled before yeah. game week. Yep. Please yep. stop being childish. I will say the last I've heard about this, though, Tennessee is moving forward as if he's going to be eligible, which I think is the right thing to do. Yeah. I, I if, if he is not – Man, where do I where do I drop in my comment card? Where's the comment card box? Because I have stuff to say. Well, Absolutely. Hey, that, that's a that's our rant on on Brew McCoy. Uh, our maybe we should create a segment Brew on Brew McCoy. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was dumb. I regret saying that. There's so I have something that I want to talk about as well, and we'll we'll round up that round off this episode for the day. ESPN dropped its top 100 players for the upcoming season and bro i had to keep scrolling to find hinden hooker and let me just say this very quickly i found quarterback after quarterback after quarterback before i got to hendo i feel like i feel like espn is talking out of both ends of their mouth oh we have a, a dark horse heisman candidate candidate down in knoxville in hinden hooker watch out for hinden hooker but you know what? There's 13 quarterbacks better than him. Okay, so let's just walk through this very quickly. Number one is crystal clear, best player in the country, your returning Heisman winner, Bryce Young. Good for 4,800 yards and 47 touchdowns. Holy crap. Behind him, C.J. Stroud. I'm cool with that. That's fine. I don't yeah. hate that at all. He is going to be a Heisman finalist. Third, Caleb Williams. <sighs> I, I don't hate it. I get it. The dude is an incredible athlete. 
He's going to spend another year with, with Lincoln Riley. The Pac-12 is a joke. He should put up numbers. Don't hate it. The four spot, I have a problem with. I have a problem with it. Have you looked at this list, Mike? I'm not familiar with this list. All I okay. know is that SETI and Hendo landed on the list, what have you. But okay. I'm not familiar with the list. Okay, well, the fourth best quarterback all right, returning for this year is O'Leary out of NC State. Okay. Really, guys. Yeah. Really. Okay. Listen, the dude. The dude's good. I mean, the dude's yeah. good enough to beat a really good Clemson defense last yeah. year. But the fourth best quarterback. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me let me continue on the fifth best. How is this dude making this list? And or do I have this wrong? Is Hartman playing this year? Dude, why would it be such big news about him potentially not playing if it looked like he was going to play? Like. I understand he deserves a spot on the list because he is a good player and he might play, but he's, I mean, Wake Forest is still getting hot as if he was full yep. send, yep. full go. Yep. Don't get it. Don't get it. Well, let's keep moving because it only gets better. The sixth best quarterback that they have, get ready to be pissed. All right. We've warned you guys on, on, on the thing there that, that, uh, that Mike is angry. The sixth best quarterback, bro, Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke. Okay, 2,900 yards, 25 scores, six picks. Good numbers. Listen, he is not the sixth best quarterback in the country because, you know, no. we, we still haven't thrown out names like K.J. Jefferson, uh, Le Will Levi out of, out, of, uh, out of Kentucky. We still haven't mentioned – we haven't seen Hendon Hooker yet. Come on, bro. Tyler Van Dyke, <laughs> give me a freaking break. Break. I can't even use words anymore. Now, the seventh spot, I, I can I can understand there is an argument here. Will Rogers out of Starkville. The dude is going to put up numbers. This is the offense. He led the conference in passing yards last year, uh, or per game, with 364. He's going to put up numbers that should put him high in that list. At the eighth spot, we find K.J. Jefferson. You mean to tell me you've got Leary and Van Dyke above K.J. Jefferson? I don't get it, man. I what? mean, the dude is as tough as nails. Yeah. The dude is just as tough as nails, and he has, I would say, borderline superstar potential. Yep. If you're going to have Will Rogers and, and K.J. Jefferson ahead of Hendon Hooker, then it should be like back to back to back. Yep. Like, there's not four spots nationwide between K.J. Jefferson and Hendon Hooker. Yeah. On don't don't understand don't understand after kj jefferson the ninth best quarterback they got is will out of out of kentucky which i think he's getting overhyped i'm not saying he's bad i'm not saying he's a bust I, do i think he will be a good nfl quarterback yes do i think he's the ninth best overall quarterback no i, I think he's i think he's above van dyke i think at this point i think he's above leary and i yeah. think he's above hartman because hartman's probably not playing Yes, exactly. But anyways, here we are. We round out at the the 10th best quarterback, Grayson McCall. Okay. Oh, is there an argument? Maybe. 71% of his passes completed, 5,300 yards, 53 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Can we argue that they don't play anybody? I mean, is, is, is that an argument? It's 100% an argument. I mean, if we're going to have Grayson McCall at, what would you say, 10? Yeah, 10th best quarterback, yeah. Are we, are we saying that Leary and Van Dyke and Hartman, if he was healthy, are going to land in that ballpark because they don't play anybody? Is that what we're doing? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I just I, – I don't I – don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Is he a bad quarterback? It's not what I'm saying. Exactly. It's not what I'm saying. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, 
Moving on, the 11th best quarterback. You ready? I hope you're pissed. Stetson Bennett. Again, what are we doing? I what feel, are we doing? I feel like they're talking out of both ends of their mouth. Oh, Stetson's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's elected. <sighs> listen, listen. We've talked a little bit about Stetson, and some of his numbers actually did make me kind of open my eyes a little bit more and think, hey, maybe he is being overlooked a little bit. Mm-hmm. If we're looking at quarterbacks, if we're looking at quarterback prospects, I don't know how you want to turn this. Yeah. But there's not a scenario on God's green earth where he's the 10th or 11th or where he's ahead of Hinton Hooker. I mean, is is he going to get drafted? Tell me right now. Is Stetson Bennett getting drafted? I don't I don't see an NFL franchise taking Stetson Bennett. No, there is absolutely no way in my mind. And God forbid, I'm actually playing into the chip on his shoulder right now. But sure. my goodness, yeah, he's not getting those type of looks. I mean, he's not. There's just yeah. simply no way in my mind. Yeah, I, I can't figure out what they're trying to do here with Stetson Bennett. Anyway, the 12th best over quarterback. I don't hate this. I don't hate where they have him. I really like him. Malik Cunningham out of Louisville. Listen, he topped the total QBR rankings in the ACC last season. He was he was at the top. He he uh, he rushed for a thousand yards. A thousand yards. He was he combined for 39 total scores. The dude's gonna find the end zone. I, I, I don't hate that. My I don't problem either, is especially my, being another ACC quarterback. Yes, but my problem is is he's he's above somebody who we adore dearly. The exactly. Thir- the thirteenth best quarterback, Utah's Cameron Rising. Now I like Utah. He and he threw for twenty five hundred yards. He he threw for twenty touchdowns. He threw for five picks. I, I mean, it, let me just round this out. They have. At the 49th spot, the 14th best quarterback, all of those guys listed above, Hendon Hooker. What you mean to tell me? A Sam Hartman who's not playing. Tyler Van Dyke. Okay, a Grayson McCall who's a group five. Not saying he's a bad quarterback. You mean to tell me that I I understand he's a defending national championship quarterback. Stetson Bennett. But, bro, let's put Hooker on that roster. Yeah. Yeah, let's, I mean, I mean, taking the lid off of the potential there. I mean, you're just there is. I think the potential is unlimited for Georgia if they have Hinton Hooker, especially with the way that he changed the way his game is last year. I mean, he didn't do the things he did last year at Virginia Tech, right? If he does the things he did last year at Georgia, yeah, then I would. You know what? I'd probably say that they can hang with Bama. Is what I'd probably say. Okay. They'll be right there with them this year. That is fair enough. Anyway, with all that said, I, I cannot stand where they have uh, Hendon Hooker on this list. The only other volunteer to make the top 100 was Cedric Tillman. Real quick, do you see any other volunteer that should have made that top 100? I don't think <sighs> I do. Don't think I you do. You know, I don't think I do either. And it's almost, you know, list season, preseason stuff. It's like it's great to, like, get your bull in and get you ready for the season. But it's also great to make your blood pressure shoot through the roof. Sure. Um, you know, I would I probably need to go ahead and scrutinize the entire list. I, that you could make an argument for maybe a Darnell Wright if you're talking about some of these guys that you're talking about. You yeah. could make an argument. Yeah. Um, he was probably gonna need to prove it for me again. He actually is going back to his more comfortable position on the right side at tackle, yep. but he's probably gonna need to prove it for me to make that statement. And just, you know, he was the first one that came to mind. Um 
and I don't think that we're greatly overlooking anyone. Um, yeah. So it's probably fair. Yeah. But boy, did Hendo get a, a, a raw deal on that shit. Yeah, I think Hendo got a really raw deal because compared to most of these guys, if not all of them, with the exception of a Caleb Williams, Hendo didn't play the whole season. Exactly. He didn't play the whole season. I would have loved to have known what we would have done to Pitt had he started. I would have, I would have loved to have seen game one with with Hendo. But anyway, I, I think I at least see a few more touchdowns. Uh, hopefully 100%. not a few more picks. But my gosh, thirty five hundred yards, thirty four scores, three picks, bro. That touchdown interception ratio is like NCAA fourteen type stuff, right? And I can't do that on NCAA 14. So, yeah, maybe you can, but I can't do that. So, yeah, Hendo's I, good, man. Hendo's yeah. good. Well, we love him. You love him. You love us, right? All you listeners out there, you love Pandemonium Reigns. Thank you so much. We are more than 130 downloads total. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. We appreciate you so, so, so much. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to uh, Friday's episode with Ryan Phillips. We did great stuff. Uh, on the Georgia Bulldogs that day. That episode is available. Uh, but again, subscribe, YouTube, uh, I almost said Facebook. We are on Facebook. Uh, would love for you to follow us there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hit the follow button. Hit the like button. Share us. We're talking balls. We're talking all of college football. Anyway, with that said, anything you want to say to our beautiful fans out there, Mr. Walker? Not a whole lot to add. Um, ESPN, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. It's, it's that simple. Um, for all those, yeah, for those that have subscribed and downloaded and listened in our first month or six weeks of doing this show, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. We're gonna keep doing it. Um, continue to interact. Continue to check us out. Tell your mama. Tell your papa. Tell your daddies. Tell your greasy grannies. We love you guys. This is Pandemonium Reigns. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace, chicken grease. Pandemonium Reigns.